This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It is the first day of November, and we're talking Brewers baseball today with our good friend, Adam McKelvey, our Brewers reporter for MLB.com. And, uh, Adam, a lot to look forward to with the Brew Crew in 2018, coming off a better-than-expected 2017. But first thing is first as we speak right now on this first day of November. Game 7 of the World Series is merely hours away from L.A. Everything's on the line between the Astros and the Dodgers. So quite simply, Adam McKelvey, who you got tonight? I hate this because (laughs) who can predict – you know, any of these games, I'm going to go Astros. Um, if only because I saw the number yesterday that the, uh, the home team actually has a losing record in world series game seven, hmm. um, which really surprised me. So, um, I will base it off the math and say the Astros come away with the title and David Stearns, the Brewers GM and former Astros front office staffer, who's been, um, you know, watching this very closely, will be happy because a lot of his uh, old buddies still work in that front office, and he's been kind of pulling for them to uh, pull it out. Yeah, no question. And uh, the Game 7 stat, we saw that last year, of course. Indians had Game 7 at home. They couldn't quite pull it out. Yep. So the Cubs ended that, uh, that little title drought that they had uh, by winning Game 7 on the road. So maybe that bodes well for the Astros uh, tonight as, again, we're speaking here in the middle of the day on the first and uh, World Series Game 7 Coming up tonight should be a good one, as you said, Adam, very unpredictable as uh, this whole series has been through the first six, so we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, getting to the uh, matter at hand, though, looking at the Brewers for 2018, kind of a look ahead to their prospects uh, for next year. So when you look at the the team right now, what would you say is the Brewers' biggest area of need? And then to supplement that, how do they address uh, filling that need, whether through a trade getting a big free agent, uh, perhaps a guy in the minors that's ready to step up. Uh, how do you assess that for the Brew Crew? Well, you know, there's questions, I think, about how they will man second base next season. But I think if you look at it in terms of need, the biggest need is starting pitching. And, and I expect that to be the focus of this front office as it looks ahead into the offseason. Um, Jimmy Nelson's going to miss some time with an injury. Uh, you know, they have young players they like. We'll see what they do with Josh Hader, who we've talked about extensively. They had Brandon Woodruff, another prospect, come up and have some success last season. And then they've got two change-up guys in Chase Anderson and Zach Davies, who had pretty solid seasons. So there are options there. But I think if you look at a team that has money to spend um, and, you know, not a lot of certainty in a lot of those positions – I, I think the starting pitching is the, the biggest area that they will look to improve this season. As far as trade versus free agency, I mean, it re- it, 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 it's a cop-out kind of to say both, but legitimately both are open to this team. They have a lot of payroll flexibility. They've signed already this offseason Chase Anderson to extension and, and br- are bringing back Eric Sogard. Even with those two deals, they've only got four 
really locked in contracts for next season at this point because Eric Thames and Ryan Braun are the only two guys that were signed beyond the season. So they have a lot of flexibility in terms of um, financials to go out and, and maybe make a bigger splash than people expect. Or they could stay away from free agency and do it by a trade because they have a, a reasonably deep farm system. Uh, and I should say deep at, at key positions up the middle, center field and shortstop. So they have certainly the pieces to make a trade. They thought about doing it last year. That midseason didn't do it, and that means David Stern still has all those assets available to him as he looks to bolster that area this winter. Yeah, a lot of options available to uh, David Stearns and company in that front office, and uh, this could be a sneaky good rotation in 2018. Uh, Jimmy Nelson's health issues notwithstanding, it was a good rotation in 2017. Maybe they take that step in 2018 and really make some noise. Uh, Adam, you touched on this a little bit already, but when you look at this team, what in your eyes is their biggest area of strength? What should Rubers fans uh, feel the best about right now regarding their team? Yeah, I, I think it really is up the middle. And since the day David Stearns took over, he has shown an affinity for uh, shortstops and center fielders. And the thought is you get as many good athletes as you can into your system, and you know a shortstop can move to a different position. A third baseman necessarily cannot move to shortstop or center field. So uh, he has amassed um, a, a pretty good collection of, of talented players, and that starts in the big leagues with Orlando Arcia at short. Um, the center field mix they had, you know, Keon Broxton struck out a ton, but was 2020. Uh, Lou Brinson and Brett Phillips got a taste of the big leagues this past season. Uh, Corey Ray is a top prospect. He's in the Arizona Fall League. They have Trent Clark, another former first-round pick, who's high, highly ranked in their system. Um, they have a very long list, and particularly at center field, of players. And, look, those can either be players that help the Brewers in the big leagues, as, say, Brett Phillips did down the stretch, as they were pushing for a postseason spot, he really stepped up in that bid. Um, or they can become pieces for you to move, um, you know, in a trade. And, you know, David Stearns' position, he, he, he moved one of these guys, Ryan Cordell, one of the outfielders that they got last year in the Jonathan Lucroy jeremy Jeffers trade with Texas that brought them, that brought the Brewers also Lou Brins. And they moved Ryan Cordell to the White Sox for Anthony Swarzak, a reliever who was – you know, really big for the Brewers in the second half as they made their push. So he can do more moves like that and still have, you know, a pretty good supply of center field prospects in that system to move later or to populate that position in the big leagues for Milwaukee. Um, that, that, I think, is the clear Brewers' strength right now. So, Adam, you've mentioned uh, a lot of guys that could really uh, break through and break out in uh, 2018. That brings us to our next topic. Who do you think is – the candidate who the most could have uh, that breakout season in 2018. And then on the flip side, who's a guy that perhaps overperformed a little bit in 2017 that might be due for a little bit of regression next year? Well, in terms of the breakout, Brett Phillips is an interesting guy in that, you know, he had a poor 2016 season in the minor leagues. Then he bounces back in 2017 and was, he, he was our uh, MLB pipeline brewers, player of the year in the minors really good year at triple a and then a really good september in the big leagues and basically played himself from occasional time the occasional start playing off the bench to being the regular center fielder by the end of the season and craig council made very clear that Britt phillips had you know really put himself on the organizational map in terms of warranting an opportunity moving forward 
So it's going to be a matter, though, of how much is he going to get to play. They have – I don't know that Lewis Brinson has a lot more to prove in the minor league. He was not good in the big leagues when he, he got called up last year, but he is a very good, uh, very highly regarded prospect. So he's going to figure in there somehow. They, as I said, they have Keon Broxton in that mix. Uh, how much playing time is Brett Phillips going to get? I think that's one of the interesting questions as we look ahead to next season. If he gets the at-bat um, as a lefty bat, he's shown that he can – you know, he can hit, and he can. there's been no doubt that he can go get it in the outfield, and he has that big arm. So he's got the pieces in place. It's just a matter of, is he going to get the at-bats next year? Um, in terms of regression, th- th- what's interesting about this Brewers team is, you know, they, were, they surprised everybody by contending, but it wasn't as if they were carried by one or two, you know, super MVPs. Uh, they, they, Eric Thames' April was that sort of huge April where you say, whoa, maybe this isn't for real. Maybe this Brewers team is going to fall back to earth once he does. Well, he did, and the team didn't. So it's hard to sort of identify a a regression guy because they didn't have anybody that jumps off the page at you. It was really kind of a balanced effort that made him do it. The the one name I'll throw at you um, is Corey Knable, their closer, had a historic season, that strikeout streak to begin the year, um, he, he broke the record for consecutive games with a strikeout if you include his final outing of last season. Bruce Suter of the, the well, around here, they remember him from the Cardinals in the 82 World Series. He held that record. Uh, he set it with the Cubs. And Kirk Nabel had a fantastic all-star season. Can he duplicate that? You know, it's fastball, curveball. The curveball is really nasty, and he, he trusted to, to throw strikes with it. The fastball is pretty straight. So, this division now in particular has gotten a lot of looks at Corey Knable. And what else can Corey Knable do moving forward to sustain that level of success? Uh, he stands out to me, and, and especially given the nature, the volatile nature of the bullpen, as a guy who has the potential to sort of come back to earth a little bit. Next yeah, year. scouting reports are so incredibly thorough and detailed uh, these days. With a, you, know, you can study a guy through video and do things that you could never do before. So year two might be more of a challenge. It will be more of a challenge for Corey Knable. He's got the stuff to succeed. Uh, we'll see what adjustments uh, he makes uh, as the league continues to adjust to him. Uh, let's wrap this one up, Adam, by, you know, in my mind, you take any of the 30 teams in baseball and they fall into one of five categories, either a rebuilding team, a non-contending team, a playoff contending team for a wild card spot, a team contending for a division title, and then ultimately a world title contending team. Of those five categories, where do the Brewers fall right now? Well, look, they made it to game 161 with the chance to make the, the playoffs. Uh, they made it to within about uh, 10 days or so of the end of the season, contending for the division. The Cubs kind of slammed the door in, in four really entertaining games at Miller Park, mostly close games. So, you know, given that experience, I, I think the expectation on this team next year is going to be contend for a division title. And, yeah, the Cubs are still going to be really good, so it's going to be a big challenge. They've known that the Cubs had some sustainability to them because of the way they rebuilt and and have kind of that core players that are going to be there for a while. Um, So it certainly is going to be a challenge, but I don't see how you can look at what the Brewers did uh, down the stretch this year and not say they should have some chance to win that division. I think that's the mindset they're going to have. Now, is there a regression? If there's regression, then they're going to have some trouble. Um, and they are still a building team. They went into last season in full-blown rebuilding mode. 
So I think they're they're in this weird area now where are they done with that? Are they still sort of rebuilding? Is it still acquire, develop, and retain, as David Jones says all the time in terms of uh, his outlook on acquiring players? Uh, you know, I don't know. They're kind of in this weird nether region now after based on their success this season. But look, they'll take it. It beats losing 100 games. Um, and, and now expectations are going to be on them next season to perform, and they're going to have to try to rise to those expectations. Yeah, like you said, they are in this kind of weird place where, you know, they were clearly, you know, one category heading into the season, and now they've kind of leapfrogged into a place where they didn't think they would quite be this soon. But again, as you said, they're not complaining, and uh, maybe they put a real scare into the Cubs for a full season as they did for a half season here in 2017. Time will tell. Adam McKelvey, great stuff as always. We'll do it again at this time next week. In the meantime, Matt Wehmeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Milwaukee Brewers.